What up, yo? It's Mark Chanuk with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, February 15th. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout. Also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Visit the website, FantasyKnockout.com. Also, so I know I just said it's Saturday. Um, I'm recording this early. This is for the Saturday, February 15th show. Um, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Hope you had a wonderful one. Um, I am recording this early because I will be out of town. The family and I are going to be going to Las Vegas. My kids have a national cheer competition, so we'll be doing that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Excited about that. And then we'll also be celebrating Valentine's Day, which is Friday, or was Friday, <laughs> however you're listening to this. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing that. We'll go to my daughter's favorite place, Guy Fieri's, one of his restaurants. Uh, we've been a super fan of his for many years now. So we'll do that, have the cheer comp on, like, Saturday, and then just have family day at, like, the Adventure Dome or something like that. So definitely going to go check out the new stadium and see that, see all the Raider stuff. So it's going to be a fun weekend for the family. We're excited. A little mini vacation within the cheer comp, too. So uh, let's get into the news. News with views. There's not much news going on right now. It's kind of the uh, slow part of the season or off season. Uh, there's just two things. One is quarterback Philip Rivers of the Chargers. So the Chargers have officially announced that they are moving on. Rivers is now a free agent. He is able to sign with any team he wants to. So we'll see all the rumors and where he might go and stuff like that. Uh, and then the last little bit of news is quarterback Dak Prescott of the Cowboys. They're still going back and forth. I know um, Adam Schefter came on and said that the Cowboys are going to use the franchise tag on him. Um, I don't think they want to. They will if they have to, but I don't think they want to. The latest bit of news is that they would prefer not to, and it sounds like both sides really want to get a deal done before the deadline of when the tags have to be used. So we'll just keep monitoring that. Not much news this this week. Um, Let's just move right on. Main event. All right, so we got the top 10 tight ends for the 2019 season. We're going to talk and we're going to break it on down. <laughs> yeah, break it on down. So the quick explanation real quick is scoring is based on half point uh, per reception. There's three categories. There's great, good, and bust. Um, again, I compiled all the data, I can figure out the consistency score, which means how often do they produce for you and not hurt your team on a weekly basis. So great games are more than 15 points. Uh, good games are more than nine. Bust games are fewer than six points for tight ends. Also, missed games, again, they don't count against the player because they were not projected to play. So why use that against them? All right, but I got a special guest. Hi, Drew. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. You played football last year, right? Yeah, flag football. Flag football? That's my cousin. Mm-hmm. What position did you play? Um, center and tight end. And tight end? And today we're going to talk about tight ends, right? Yeah. You excited about it? I'm pretty nervous. Pretty nervous? You're going to help me out, though, right? Yeah. You're going to, what, read the names and what, play, what order they came in? Yep. Here we go. Number one. Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs had 205.8 points. 
So yeah, Travis Kelsey, he averaged 13.7 points a game. He had 25% great games, 68% good games, 6% bust games. He was the number one consistent tight end. His draft ranking was first, and then he was typically taken in with the uh, fifth pick of the second round. So he was that higher pick for the tight ends. He finished with 136 targets, 97 receptions for 1,229 yards, five touchdowns, and he also had one rushing touchdown. Um, Kelsey against top half defenses was plus 1.3 points better. And then his home road splits was plus 3.9 points on the road. So he did better on the road than he did at home. I, I was kind of shocked by that. I didn't think that. I figured he would be better at home. All right, next. Number two. George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers had 180 points. Yeah, George Kittle, he averaged 13.8 points a game. He had 43% great games. Wow, that's pretty good. 71% good, 14% bust games. He was the number two consistent tight end. Again, he was ranked. He was drafted as uh, in the draft was the second ranked tight end. He typically was drafted with the first pick of the third round. He ended up with 107 targets, 85 receptions for 1,053 yards, and five touchdowns. Against top half defenses, he was minus 3.29 points, so he did better against the not-so-good defenses. And his home road splits, he was really good at home. He was plus five point five and a half points at home. So George Kittle had a sol- another solid year. Number three, Darren Waller of the Oakland Raiders had 176 points. Darren Waller. It's it's weird to say Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not used to it yet. <laughs> of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he averaged 11.7 points a game. He had 19% great games, 50% good games, and 25% bust games. He was the eighth consistent tight end. He was ranked 15th in the draft, and he basically was undrafted. Nobody drafted this guy. Um, his ADP was so low, it was beyond the like 18th round. So he ended up with 117 targets, 90 receptions for 1,145 yards, and three touchdowns. I would have thought the touchdowns would have been higher. Um, but for a guy that was not on anybody's radar, was a waiver wire darling, Darren Waller, he was the number three tight end against top half defenses he was minus 0.05 so basically it did not matter against good or bad teams but his home road splits he was plus 3.76 points better on the road so darren waller finished it up at number three and next we got number four mark andrews of the baltimore ravens had 175.2 point (laughs) mark andrews he averaged 11.7 11.7 points a game, just like Darren Waller. He had 33% great games, 60% good games, 33% bust games. He was the sixth consistent tight end. He was ranked 14th uh, in the draft. He was typically drafted with the 11th pick of the 11th round. So he was a late round tight end. He ended up with 98 targets for 64 receptions, 852 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He led all tight ends with the most touchdowns with 10. Against top half defenses, he was minus 9.78 points. So he basically dominated against the bad defenses, and he didn't do too well against the good defenses. 
His home road split was pretty even. It was only plus 1.86 points at home. So not much of a difference there. And then the next guy is... Number five. Zach Ert of the Philadelphia Eagles had 171.6 points. Yeah, so Zach, he averaged 11.4 points a game. He had 20% great games, 53% good games. He busted 33% of the time. He was the ninth-ranked consistent tight end. He was third-ranked in the draft. Um, He was typically drafted with the sixth pick of the third round. He ended up with 135 targets, 88 receptions, 916 yards, and six touchdowns. I would have thought it would have been more. I'm kind of surprised. I thought we'd have, he would have had more yards, more receptions, since Philadelphia had nobody else to catch the ball. Um, against top-half defenses, he was plus .063. Um, his home road splits, he was plus 6.5 points better at home. So that ends with Zach Ertz there. Next we got... Number six, Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons had... 154.2 points. Austin Hooper, he averaged 12.9 points a game. He had 31% great games, 69% good games. He busted 23% of the time. He was the third consistent ranked tight end. He was 11th ranked in the draft, and he was typically drafted with the 11th pick of the 10th round. Man, he was on fire the first half of the season before he got hurt. He had 97 targets for 75 receptions for 787 yards and six touchdowns. Against top half defenses, he was minus 1.42 points. And then his home road splits was pretty low. It was plus 1.04 points on the road. So Austin Hooper ends with the number six finish tight end. Next we got number seven, Jared Cook. Of the New Orleans Saints had 146 points. Jared Cook, he averaged 11.2 points a game. He had 21% great games, 64% good games, busted 29% of the time. He was the fifth ranked uh, consistent tight end. And in the draft, he was ranked seventh. He was typically drafted with the 11th pick of the sixth round. He had 65 targets for 43 receptions, 705 yards, and nine touchdowns he was drew Brees's go-to man in the end zone this year they they figured something out he was mr reliable there for drew um so against top half defenses he was plus 6.26 points better and then his home road splits he was plus one point better at home so cook seemed to figure it out drew trusted him against those better defensive teams and it really showed, and that's I. I think he had a solid year with, especially with nine touchdowns. I thought him moving from Oakland to New Orleans, he would have not as a consistent uh, season, back-to-back seasons. But he proved me wrong, and that's why Jared Cook finished at number seven. Next, we got number eight. Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams had one hundred and twenty-five point nine points. Tyler Higby, he averaged nine points. Uh, a game. It's just fun saying his name. Higby. It's an odd name. Uh, he had he was 27% great games. He had 40% good games. 47% bust games. Ouch. He was the 10th consistent tight end. He was not ranked when it came to draft time. He was undrafted. He was the number two tight end on the Rams. 
Um, Gerald Everett was the number one there, and nobody knew that Higby would be anything relevant this year. Um, so he came on once Everett got hurt, and he just he lit it up. He had 89 targets for 69 receptions, 734 yards, and three touchdowns. So against top half defenses, he was minus 4.76 points. And then his home road, he was plus basically three points better on the road. So Tyler Higby kind of came out of nowhere this year. Next we got... Number nine, Hunter Henry of the Los Angeles Chargers had 122.7 points. And Hunter Henry, he averaged 11.2 points a game. He had 8% great games. 58% good games. He busted 17% of the time. His consistency score was 7th. He was in the draft. He was ranked 6th, and he was typically taken with the last pick of the 5th round. He had 76 targets for 55 receptions, 652 yards, and 5 touchdowns. His home road splits weren't um, anything special. He was plus 1.79 points better at home. And against top half defenses, he was plus... 0.04 point better against good defenses. And then the last one we got. Number 10, Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles had 115.7 points. Dallas Goddard, he averaged 7.7 points um, a game. He had 7% good or no, 7% great games, 33% good games. He busted 40% of the time. He was the 13th consistent ranked tight end. He was ranked 26th in the draft. He was undrafted. Uh, that's because he is the backup to Tyler Ertz. Uh, not Tyler Ertz. I was going to say Tyler Eifert. And I combined the two. He's the backup to Zach Ertz. <laughs> and Goddard, is, he emerged. He, he did pretty well. He had 87 targets for 58 receptions, 607 yards, five touchdowns. He was minus 1.29 points against the top half defenses. His home road splits, he was plus 2.7 points better on the road. And that wraps up the top 10 tight ends for the 2019 season. But before we go, I got some more things. I got some fun facts we want to go over. But first, I want to talk about the 2019 tight end rankings and finishes. We're going to go over the top 10, how they were ranked in the draft, and then how they ended up finishing at the end of the season just kind of give you guys a perspective so the first couple ones finished you know they were ranked high and they finished high so so number one travis kelsey he he was ranked first he finished first number two was george kittle he finished second number three ranked was zach Ertz. he finished fifth so not bad this is where it starts to fall off for some of the players so the number fourth ranked tight end was evan ingram of the giants he ended up fishing finishing 18th and the number fifth ranked uh, tight end was oj howard of the tampa bay bucks boy did he bust this year he ended up 29th ouch so the sixth ranked tight end was hunter henry he finished ninth the seventh ranked tight end was jared cook who finished seventh right on spot the number eighth tight end was Vance McDonald of the Steelers. He finished 32nd. Number nine was David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns. I believe he was placed on IR. He had an injured season. He ended up finishing 83rd out of all tight ends, which is not good. And then the 10th ranked tight end was Delaney Walker of the Tennessee Titans. He ended up finishing 42nd. So kind of give you an idea of where some of these players were ranked and how they finished it. I got about four fun facts we're going to read real quick. So, 
Zach Ertz, he received 135 targets, most by any tight end. Only seven wideouts, so seven wide receivers saw more targets in 2019. Wow. Darren Waller receives the award for the best fantasy day among all tight ends in 2019. Waller had seven receptions for 126 yards and two touchdowns for 28.1 fantasy points, and that was in week seven. Tyler Higby had more games with seven-plus receptions than both Mark Andrews and George Kittle. Interesting. And then the last one is Noah Fant had as many 100-plus yard receiving games as Travis Kelsey with two. (laughs) Just thought that was kind of interesting. Noah Fant came on at the end of the year, and I'm excited to see what he can do next year with Drew Locke. So that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show we got is the top 10 running back finishes. Thank you, True, for helping me out. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to do make sure to subscribe and if you're on apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review really helps out the show hashtag dominate your league all right till next time see ya